Okay, talks today's daf is daf nun in Yisubah says we learn for a full shlemp Yisrael ben Chaim Michal and Elozeb ben Ruma. Yesterday we got down about 15 lines down on the page on daf nun. Amar Yitzhak. Usha Eskina. We had three things yesterday that they were metakin in Usha when the when the sun had been went into Gullus in Usha. And here's another thing. Amar Yitzhak. Usha Eskina. They made a takana she galgel in bino ajdemis reshana. A person should treat his children, his sons, uh, gently until the age of 12. In other words, don't push them too hard. Try to work with them to teach them Torah. Afterwards, once they're 12, you're the then beat them. You know, you got to be hard. You got to be firm with them. Don't treat them any more lightly. After Sometimes you have to take the strap to them, as was the custom in those days. Be tough with them. A little bit harder to do today. So notice he says from 12, 12 years old, not bar mitzvah, 12 years old. That means in his 13th year. Ain't he? Is that really the case? Rav, Rav said, Rashmul Barshilus. Rashmul Barshilus was a Malamed, you know, because it was a Malamed. He taught him, he said, like this, under six years old, don't even accept him into the school. Don't teach him yet anything. Less than six, let him just play around, play in a playground. Barshilus, once they're six years old, Kabil accept them. The Safi Le Keturah, stuff him like an ox. In other words, push him hard when they're six years old. You said before that Rabbi Yitzhak said, and Ushleim Matakin, you shouldn't push a kid until he's 12. Till then, you just treat him gently. Here he says, from six years old, you already start pushing him and stuffing him. So more saying, stuff him like a tour, you stuff him like an ax me, you ain't your mechayev. Difference between pushing him and stuffing him versus beating him and bothering him, harassing him uh, to preach him. That you don't do until he's 12 years old already, meaning into his 13th year. We're not saying he's bar mitzvah yet, just into his 13th year. Bibay semelokash on the mikro mission depends for what? For, for Torah, for Torah, for Tanakh scriptures, then already from six years old. For Mishnah, then you wait till he's 12. Dom Rabbiah. Abayah said there are a Many times we have in Shas that Abayah was orphaned and he had he had a um, a wet nurse, a foster woman, a foster mother like who took care of him. She taught him many, many uh, facts of life. Amalayim, she told him that Barshish was six years old for teaching Torah, for teaching Tanakh. Bar Eser, 10 years old for Mishnah, Bar Tleser Litanisa Me'eslays. When he's 13 already for a uh, for fasting, a 24-hour fast, like we have Yom Kippur or Tishabov, only he says Bar Tleser, 13 years old. Now, Rashi says on the next line, if it's, you know, if it's a girl, Bas Tracer, 12 years old. Does that mean when they're 12 or when they're 13? When they're 12 and 13, they're Chayim in Torah to fast, let's say, on Yom Kippur. So Rashi says it's referring to in the 12th year, presumably he means also in the 13th year for a boy. So when he says, bar he means into the 13th year after a kid's 12 years old. That's, that's usually what they do. When a kid is one year before his bar or her bar bat mitzvah, that's when they are, are uh, required to fast. You already push them to fast, even though prior to that, they fast as many hours as they can. But once they're in, it's the after 12 years old for a boy and after 11 years old for a girl, we encourage them to fast the whole 24 hours, the whole 24 hour fast. So that's what uh, that's what his uh, Abaya's uh, uh, foster mother taught him. Uh, he calls him Aim. His mother, his foster mother taught him, taught him those rules. So you see the same idea that uh, for uh, for Mikra, for teaching Torah, teaching Chumash from, ten, from six years old, 10 for Mishnah, and then you push him when he's 12. Interesting, he says on the day that he's six years old, on his sixth birthday, 
if he is um, if he was stung by a uh, scorpion, bitten by a scorpion, lochaya, that's very dangerous. That could be fatal unless you treat him right away. Maestro say, what is the remedy? Mararsa the daya, the gall or the bile of a, uh, a kind of a bird, either a vulture or some translated as a stork. Chivasa, a white one, a white stork or a white vulture. You take that, that it's gall. Beshichra in beer. You know, as you mix it into beer, nishvaya, you rub it on him, and you make him drink it too. That's necessary to save this kid who was bitten by a scorpion on his sixth birthday. I'm not sure what that means by on the day that he finishes his sixth, meaning only when he turns six. As he's turning six, that's apparently a dangerous time. Um, another similar thing, if he's, if he's one year old, uh, either as first birthday or if he's within his first year, the Tarklase before was bitten by a bee, by stung by a bee, the human dimension says, again, the day that he turned one, that he's on his birthday, lo chaye, he will not live unless he is given a, an immediate remedy. My sister, what's his remedy? Atsusa, the dikla, the fiber that grows around a palm tree uh, that, that we call that bast or, or fiber, but maya in water, nishpaya, you rub it on him, nishkaya, and give it to him to drink as well. That, those are things that, another things that Abaya was taught by his foster mother, these remedies. If a person puts this kid in the yeshiva less than at the age of less than six years old, he's pushing him. In other words, he's going to run after him. He's going to push him, but he's not going to reach him. What do we mean by that? In other words, learning Torah can weaken the body. And if you push a kid who's less than six years old, you're going to push him. You're going to try to. You've made a big mistake because you're going to try to um, uh, to um, heal him and make him healthy, but you won't. Be, you won't be able to because he's too. It's too dangerous uh, because of the weakness that the studying the Torah uh, weakens the per, weakens the body. So some say no that if you start him at such a young age, he'll be way ahead of his of his uh, of his friends. And his friends will run after him, but they won't reach him in Torah because he started at such a young age. And, you know, when the mind is sharp at a young age and it absorbs everything, they'll never reach him. In other words, it's a good idea to start it. But Tavaya wisdom, but both things are true. Cholish Vagomer, it weakens him. On the other hand, he's going to learn very well. So you might kill him. <laughs> you might kill him because his body will be so weak. But on the other hand, he will have learned a lot and his friends will be way ahead of his friends in learning. You both some say, they know it depends on the situation. If he's weak, then it's going to, if he's a weak kid, don't put him in there because then you might, you're putting his life in danger. If he's a healthy kid, then you could put him into the yeshiva and his friends won't reach him. They were metakin. said this that they were metakin and Usha again when the Sanhedrin was in Dulles and in Usha, they were metakin. A woman, remember that a woman. Uh, if she brings in the chasm that are written into the ksuba, those are called nechsei tzon barzol. If they're the chasm that she did not write into the ksuba or that she she uh, um, she received subsequent to the marriage, so they weren't really into the ksuba, the husband is allowed to eat the fruits of those, of those, but they belong to her. However, if she dies, who inherits her? We learn her husband. So she really owns them. But if she sold them, she shouldn't have done that without her husband's consent. But if she sold them while her husband was alive, amazing, then she died. 
Abal, the husband who inherits her, he can take them from the Kuchos. Why? Because he has a prior lien. When he married her, he has, he has a lien on anything that she has or that she's going to get. When she got it, he had the first lien on it. So if she sold it, he could take it away because now it belongs to him after her, after she dies. And he's the first lokef. In other words, when you have several people have a claim, like what was done here when people sold the same apartment to 10 different people, it's the first guy who has the lien, right? The guy who bought it first, he is the first one. So the husband, he was considered the first guy. Ashkenaz Yitzchak by Yosef. He was there in a, in a group of people in Usha. Yitzchak by Yosef was standing there. Uh, and he found Rabavu who was there in this group of people in Usha. Omerle said to him, Man who is the author of these um, rulings uh, that were said in Usha? As we had before, said, It was He repeated to him 40 times, In other words, he said, reminded him again, because it was confusing. Who was the author? He told him 40 times, it's Then it was like it was in his pocket. Then he had it solid. It was Yosef Kanina who was the author of those members. Ashrei Shomei Mishpat, happy are those who guard justice. They do charity work at all times. What does that mean if they guard justice, they do charity? How can you do charity? How can you do stuck at all times? You stuck in the morning, you put some money in the pushka, some guy comes in with a black hat, and you give him, and you hope that's stuck. But how can you do stuck 24 7? How can you do it all the time? Then the rabbis in Yavda, uh, they expounded as follows. We learned yesterday that you don't have to, not a chiv to feed your kids once they're six years old. There's no chiv to feed your kids between the age of six and 12. And we said, it's a mitzvah to do so, but we don't force them to do so, right? We, we encourage them to do so, but you don't force them. Um, and, but if a, so if a person does feed his children after the age of six, between the age of six and 12, when they're, when they're tanim, uh, that's sucker. And there you're doing stuck all the time because the kid's in your house, he takes food, goes to the refrigerator whenever he wants. And he's, he's always, you know, he's, you're always at his beck and call. All your assets in the house, you're giving to the kid at all time. Whatever you're doing for him, you're giving him, you know, uh, you're giving him comfort and, and uh, housing, et cetera. Everything you do for him, you're doing for him all the time. So therefore, you're certainly doing stucca all the time. That's the way to do stucca 24-7. It's a person who raises orphans in his house and marries them off. They're also, you're doing stucca 24 hours a day. That's There's no greater stucca than that. Yeah, interesting, right? Here another pasuk that says, your wealth and riches are in your house and your charity stays forever. How can, again, how can you have charity forever? You know, you give charity. Once you gave it, it's get, it's given, right? How do you have it forever? So if you learn Torah and you teach it. So if you learn Torah, so it stays in your house all the time. And when you teach it to others, that's stucco that you're doing. So you have you keep the Torah in your house, right? So it's because it's odd because you're teaching other people. So whatever you teach other people, not only does money you teach it, but once you taught them, they know it. That's stucca. That stucca remains forever and ever. Other stucca, you know, that you guys give to people, they might spend it on cigarettes or food or other or other things, and then it's gone. But the Torah that you taught other people, that stucca stays forever. If you write 
Sifrei Kodesh, Mashiach Lachem, and you lend it to other people. Again, the safe, the farms stay with you. Uh, they don't get destroyed. So that's Osha Rebeso that stays in your house. And it's stuck because you always lend them. That's when people like to give their money rather than to stuck it straight out to a sucker. They like to give it to a gamach who lends out money. And when they lend out money, it's constantly being, even when it's uh, returned, the money is being returned uh, to the gamach, then it's lent out again. So your money is always doing stucker work for you. So mashin lachem. Uh, when you see children to your children, in other words, when you have grandchildren, like Avram just had, Shalom Yisrael, that, that's peace, that brings peace on Yisrael. What does that mean? Once you have sons to your sons, once you have grandchildren, Shalom Yisrael, there will be peace. If your son has children, then if your son dies, you won't have to follow Yibam. Even though we don't do Yibam today, but if there's a question about Chalitza, sometimes it's unpleasant to do Yibam. And Chalitza is certainly unpleasant because, uh, you know, yeah, she spits in, uh, in his face and takes up a shoe. It's an embarrassing situation, causes fights in the family sometimes. Some people want to do Yibam, some people want to do Chalitza. So once he has children, that's a good thing. Or will be peace. No more, you don't have to worry about Yibam or Chalitza. Once your, your son has children, once your children have children, Shalom al Dayani Israel, there'll be peace among the judges in Israel, the Lost They won't have to worry about who is the Yorish. In other words, when you have a when a son, when you have children and they have children, so you know who the Yorish is going to be. If your son has sons, he's going to be he's going to inherit it. Barring a will, he's going to inherit it. But if there's no children, then if, then the question creates who's going to be next kid. Maybe when your son dies, if he has has no children and you're gone by that time. Then a whole fight breaks out as too. Now we know the order, but not everybody knows the order of uh, of ascendancy to the uh, to the Arusha. and uh, there could be fights about that. So it's very simple when your son has sons that brings peace to the Dayanim. So nice idea is when your children have children, it brings peace. You don't have to worry about chalitza even, and you don't have to worry about the Arusha. Zed medrash darish of course, Rabbi Yochanan's famous words for shlokish were that you're foolish to leave any Yerusha at all because that'll It'll always cause a fight, no matter what happens, right? Better to die with nothing, use it all up. Yasser Rabbi Yosef committed Rav Nuna. Now, let's let's give a, a, a preamble again. Tomorrow's Mishnah, we're going to talk about, uh, tomorrow and the next day, Shabbos, stop, we're going to talk about the extra parts of the Ksuvah, the Tanakh Ksuvah. But again, Torah, what happens? There's a law of Yerusha. A man dies, his sons get his Yerusha. No sons, it goes to the girls, right? No, no uh, children at all. It goes to his father. His father's dead. It goes to his brother. It's a clear order. That's Minotaur. In Minotaur, all his assets go to the Yerusha, right? If a man dies and he has left one son, let's say very simple, no Bahor, no issue like that, left one son, his son gets all his assets. Now, he also wrote a to his wife. And if he dies and his wife is still around, fine. So, so the, the wife is entitled to take that out of the Yerusha. The sons of Meshubah to her, either pay off the Ksuba, as we'll see, or uh, if, she, if she doesn't get remarried, she can eat in their home. Fine. That's all. The Rabbana made the rules of Ksuvah. Midaraisa, Yerusha, and Yerusha is for everything, whether it's landed property, karka, nechas, mishubadam, or cash. The children are entitled, the son is entitled to all the Yerusha. However, we talked yesterday about the obligation that the rabbis put in the Tanaik Ksuvah. One is Ksuvah's been in different. You remember, so to encourage the father in law to give her a dowry. So we add in there when they get when the uh, uh, if he, they had a, they had a, a dowry. Let's say the father-in-law 
is encouraged to give a million dollars so that if, so how do we encourage him to do it? He doesn't want if his wife, if his daughter, Hamasan, dies, the husband will take the money and then give it to his other children from other wives. So he doesn't want that to happen. So the father-in-law, so he put in what's called two has been different. That if I have, if the the, the son, the male sons that you have from this marriage, the father-in-law, it's effectively, you put that into the ksuba. The father-in-law is giving the money so that the male sons, the boys that you have from this marriage, they will take this portion, the million dollars, over and above the regular Yerusha. They, they get that first. That's called the two has been different. So that the father-in-law be encouraged to give money. The same way, in the Ksibu, we write that the daughters that they have from this marriage, they're entitled to be sustained, to be fed uh, until they get remarried, right? That's also part of the Nike Ksibu. Again, as we saw it, a man doesn't have to feed his daughters at all. From the age of six to 12, he's not going to feed them. But if he dies, then the, the, ksibu, the Nike Ksibu comes in and tells them to feed them. So those rules about the Ksibu has been indifferent, that the male sons will get the million dollars, let's say, or it's not, not in cash only if it's from Karka. That's the rule, the rule is Karka. Rashi brings out over here that um, when a person, that um, uh, the Kola Smach, the Rashi and Ahmed Beis, right where the lines get wide, the Kola Smach, the Shara Karkosi. Whenever you're Somech, on a, when you write something in a star, it's on Karka because the Pisham and the because that, the, that, that always stays. So when, a, when we say a million, a person gives a million dollars, you don't mean a thousand cash, it means a thousand property. The property will be Meshubad, for that, so it's been indifferent. But there's another aspect to it also. We don't want to take away from the Yerush and the Torah. Let's say, let's say that um, the man says, um, uh, Reuben marries a woman, and uh, we encourage the father-in-law, his father, to give property so that, the, and, and we write in there that his grandsons will get it over and above any Yerusha, right? Any above Yerusha, when the son-in-law eventually dies, if the wife is already dead, the, the, the million dollars of property will go to his grandsons, not to the sons from another wife. So Reuben, let's say, had two wives, Leah and Rachel. And both fathers-in-law gave him money, but they each meant the money or the property to go to their grandchildren, only their grandchildren. That only works if there's still extra money that this son-in-law is going to leave, so the Mekayim, the, the Arush and the Torah. When I, when I wrote a will, uh, proper will, so you know. Uh, I would, we always, I encourage people give everything equally to all your children. Don't make any, you know, you don't want any fights. So give everything equally, boys and girls. However, the the lawyer who's a professor and a big tamachacham said, give your svarim to your boys. In other words, in Mekayim, the Yerushin the Torah that the boys should get the uh, should get the Yerushin. That's the Yerushin the Torah. So do that. In other words. When the rabbis, so we mean over here too, when the rabbis put in all these rules about tonight's suva, the has been different, and that the girls will be fed, etc. All that is assuming that there'll be some Yerusha that'll be Torah. meaning uh, <coughs> Rachel, Reuben married Rachel and Leah. Leah's father gave $2 million in property, and Rachel's father gave a million dollars in property. Each one wanted it for his, his particular grandchildren. Fine, we'll we'll, we will execute those rules, Assuming that besides the two million and the one million, the son-in-law also left over a dollar or two to be mekayim the rule of the Torah that the Yerusha of the father, because that part of the money this is not part of the Yerusha. That part is like ex extra the Yerusha besides the irregular Yerusha. You have that two million and the one million that are going to go to the grandchildren respectively, but that only works 
if there's a dollar that the son-in-law is leaving over to be kind the regular rule of the Torah of Yerusha. That's that's that if there's no if he has not, nothing else except for that, then we don't then all bets are off. And the Rachasmichan doesn't work. Like I said yesterday, what happens if there are no boys? What happens if he only has girls? And when the father dies, when the when the son-in-law who now is the father dies, you have to follow the rules of the Torah, you give Yerusha. So you know Rashi says over here also on this page that the rabbi, rabbis were not talking. <clears throat> um, the Rabbanan only made their takana <coughs> some Yerusha and you'll follow the rules of the Torah there. So this is open above that. But if by doing this, by following this rules of that the children of Leah will get the 2 million and children of Rachel will get the 1 million, there'll be no irregular Rusha, then all bets are off and this doesn't apply. Just like it doesn't apply in the case where there's only girls. They so, huh? What about Prisbo? Yeah, with Karka. Yeah. Means, yeah. Keeps the loan. So right, right. You should leave a little bit over that uh, loan. Should be oh, I don't know about I don't know about about Prisbo. We don't know. We're going to hear about that in the next month because all we're all going to be signing Prisbos in case anybody owes you money, right? Yosef Rabbi Yosef Kamedra of Amnuna. So I give this all as a preamble to explain tomorrow. Rabbi Yosef was sitting in front of Rabbi Nuna. Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Nuna, Rabbi Nuna was sitting by when he said the following: Change and upon Yorshin element of Karka, just like sons only inherit. Property, karka, landed property, real estate, nadlan, So the girls also who, who get the tonight suba entitled to be fed after the father dies only from karka. Everybody shouted at him. What are you talking about? The Shavagara, who the RC Lebanai? What are you talking about? You said just like the sons only inherit karka, so the girls who are fed are also only fed from karka? What are you talking about? They all screamed at him. What do you mean? Only a person who leaves property, a karka, only a person who leaves karka, his sons inherit him. The low shavakar, if a man didn't leave any 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 uh, uh, any uh, real estate, let's call it any real estate, low then his sons don't inherit him. What are you talking about? Sons inherit everything. If a man dies and he left the son, the son inherits everything, whether it's whether it's real estate or movable property. Yosef, Yosef said, the Dilmaksu has been different, Kamar Mar. Maybe what you're talking about is. When the sons inherit, the sons only inherit from Karka. This business that I said about that the million dollars or the two million dollars that the father-in-law gives will go to those grandsons only, only on Karka, only real estate. Uh, maybe that's what you meant. Meaning, just like the is only on Karka, the same way the girls are only get, get their sustenance, their maintenance from Karka. Maybe that's what you meant. Of course, that's what I meant. Uh, of course, what I meant. Rabbi Nuna said, right? Mar, the Gavre, Rabba, who, you who are a good man. In other words, if Yosef said to Rabbi Nuna, maybe that's what you meant. He says, of course, that's what I meant. You were a smart man. You're an important man. You're a rabbi. You don't make me, you, you, you understand what I meant. I was talking about the Exodus. I'm not talking about regular, I'm not talking about the regular Yerusha. Regular Yerusha applies to everything. That's Menatora. Man dies, his son inherits everything he has. Cash, diamonds, real estate, whatever the guy has. When you're talking about the Exodus, that only applies to Karka. I'm going to keep Yosef. So what did we just say? We said that the Ksuvah's been different and the girls who are, who are taking uh, uh, maintenance uh, after the father dies and the Ksuvah's been different, meaning that the boys get the Yerusha of their grandfather, right? The grandfather donated into there. And as I said, you know, you know, so, so again, just, just, just to, to complete that, Leah and Rachel, they each gave different amounts of money so their children respectively are going to get that money, right? From landed property only. In other words, one show, some children 
let's say Leah has 10 children and Rachel has two children. So Rachel's children are going to get more because they, they're, they're splitting what their grandfather gave, right? So it depends. So the ones who are going to get less, they would like the whole Yerusha be distributed equally, right? And the ones who are going to get more don't want it that way. That's all fine. So it only works if there's an extra dollar or two that will be that they'll be able to have regular Yerusha from, that all the children will split equally, all the sons will split equally. And of course, there's a before he gets a double share. Then the rules of Tshun Dechon apply. Fine. But here we're talking about he only collected from, from Karka. Rav Rav apparently went differently. He didn't just, Rav, Rav poskined and he fed the girls from the wheat of the Aliyah. And what do you mean by Aliyah? Wheat, wheat means presumably not Karka, right? From wheat that was already Metalplan. Was he giving them their dowry? Maybe what he means by Aliyah means we're not talking about we're not talking about feeding them. Feeding them, that, that's that's the ksubis uh, and uh, the girls, and they're only supposed to be fed from karka, right? But if, are we speaking about the dowry? In other words, when a man dies and he hasn't married off his daughters, we assume that he would have given his daughters a dowry. When it comes to a dowry, we assess the father. We say, was he? what was his disposition? Was he generous? Was he miserly? What would he have given them? So that's what he meant to say. He meant he gave he gave the dowry from the wheat of the best that the father would have given, from his good disposition. And that's okay. You could do that. You can give the dowry from there. Are we talking about the Mizonos? And if it's the Mizonos, we just said before, you don't feed her from Metaltlin. When they couldn't learn in the base medrash anymore because the Romans would have killed them, they went to the Aliyah of Hananya ben Chizkiah, Mark talks about that, in an upper chamber, and they said, different than what we just said, the girls who are in a weaker position, we said, we don't want that to be degraded. We feed them even from a Talpan, even though the Ksu has been different for the boys, that they're getting a grandfather's uh, dowry that he gave in, is only from Karka, but the girls, apparently maybe fed them even from a Talpan. So which one did he mean over here? You're talking about a dowry, which could be from uh, Metalfin, or did he even say it from food, which is not supposed to be from Metalfin, it's supposed to be from Karka, but here they were Mekel in Usha, in, in, the, uh, in the Aliyah. So Tashma, the other Rabbanoi, in the hands of Rabbanoi, after the Rabbi Barava, the brother of Barava, have Metalfin asked me, he had some Metalfin belonging to Yisomim, and the Yisomim came after the father, you know, the father was dead, and they came from Oska Mishmuel, and the daughter, there were girls there. They came, Amalei Zil Zom, go feed them, go maintain them. My love, the Mazoni, don't we mean like zone, like for food? Who said that they made a Takana in the Aliyah, that even though we said originally that the girls are only supposed to get from Karka, that he could even get the Paskin they can get from a Talpan. says, there was for a dowry. And Ushmuel uh, went according to his reasoning. For Parnasa, for a dowry, we assess the father. The father died now. Was he was he generous? Was he miserly? What we have given and that we give there. So you can't prove it from there. There was a story in Ardah, the Don Daini in They judged, the judge in Ardah did sustain, maintain the girls from Metalfin. And there was a story like that also in Pompadisa, the Agri Rav Chana Bar Bizna. He collected, Rabbi Chana Rabbi Vista collected 
also from uh, from Metalflin for the girls. said, go retract your your sock. Don't give them from uh, from Metalflin. The Elo, and if you don't retract, if you don't re- reverse your your ruling, I'll take away your mansions. In other words, I'm gonna I'm gonna rule against you. I'm like a uh, I'm like the Supreme Court, you know, I'll take, I'll go back. You have to retract that. You can't change it. Ravami Ravasi, in other words, we go with what we said before with Ravamuna said at the top of the page, that just like the boys get the suas pinin different from Karka, the girls are fed also only from Karka. Ravami Ravasi, several amazing metalflin. They wanted to feed the girls with metalflin that, that the father had left. Amul of Yaakov Bar Idi, Milsir of didn't do, they wouldn't pass in that way, even though the girls, it's Rachmanus to them, Atun Abdu, you're going to pass in that way. So, Rabbi Yachim who were greater and who preceded Rabbi Amin Ravasi, if they didn't do that, who are you to do that? Rabbi Lazar Savalam is Metalflin, he was going to feed the girls Metalflin, feed them. Omer Lafana, Rabbi Shimon Balyakim, Rabbi Yodani Bacha, I know. Roshim Yakum said to Rebbe, I know your reasoning for do this. You're not doing the proper, you're not doing it according to the Midas Adin, the regular halacha, because we said the halacha is that the boys get the psuvas bin different and the girls get the psuvas bin meaning that they are fed only from karka. So I know you're not doing, you're not following, you're not doing according to the letter of the law. You're only doing it as, uh, as Rahmanas, they need food. So I know you mean well. But the Tamidim will see your psak and they'll say that you do that all cases. And when it's not even a Rachmanis, they just want to get the food uh, from the Talmud, we don't allow it. Those are the rules of the rabbis. Rabbis are talking guess again, men Torah, they don't get anything. If the father dies, the father doesn't have to feed them when he's alive and he doesn't have to give them anything after, he, after he's dead. It's different. There's another Takana that we know uh, if, if it's for the dowry, we know if he gave, uh, he had five daughters and he and he uh, gave dowries to the first three and then he died. So we know the other two should get the same thing. That we know that was his kavana. He meant to do that. But as far as feeding them, there's no halacha that you have to feed them except according to the ksubas but according to the takana of the rabbis that they made that as part of the ksuba. But that, but as part of the ksuba, they also made it, can only collect the karta. Amalu, you know, they came for Rabbi Yosef with a taina, and uh, Amalu told them, "Havulah mitamre dalbudya." Okay, he came for uh, came for Rabbi Yosef with the uh, like a lawyer or a person who was acting on behalf of these girls who were just orphaned, and he said, "Give give this girl havulah mitamre dalbudya. Give her from the dates that are on the mat." When they would pick dates in those days, when they pick dates from a, a tree. They would put a mat under the tree for them for the uh, dates to fall on, and they would dry out there or whatever. They would put these big mats. So he said, "Give her from the give her from the dates that are on the mat." Omale Abayavai said, "Ilu Even if these girls would have a of a creditor, and a creditor with a star is entitled to collect from uh, from the chasim mishubadim, but only from the chasim mishubadim. Would you give them from a talvlin? In other words, once the dates are on the mat, they've been picked. They're metavlin now. You can't collect from that. A bachov couldn't collect like okay, I can collect from the chasim shabbatim from karka that are written in a karka, written in a, in, in the star or all his karka because those are meshubed. Again, Rashi is a cholas machta the star yekakosi. When you have it written in a star, it's assumed that you're going to collect from karka because that's always around. 
You don't rely on cash. Cash disappears very easily. You rely on the karka. Even if she would be a balchov, uh, you wouldn't give her. So certainly this uh, orphan girl who's not a balchov, she's not owed any money. It's only because of the ksuba that the rabbi said you have to feed her. You feed her only from karka. So um, uh, again, would you would you give the balchov from uh, the dates that are already falling on the ground that are on the mat? You wouldn't. So here also, how can you give the girl? How can you give this uh, orphan girl from dates that are on the ground? Amalei, he said to him, no. The chazi kamina. I meant. I don't mean that they're already on the mat. I meant that they are. Um, they are ready. They are fit to be on the mat. Meaning they're ripe. That's what I meant. I meant that they're, that they're ripe, but they're still on the tree. And if they're on the tree, they're considered karka. They're considered like karka. And that's what I meant. So the more so so. The end of the day, if they're so ripe that they're ready to be picked, that's as if they're already picked. Therefore, it's metalkin. No, the tree is I mean, they still need the tree, but they're almost ripe. And then say, pick from, give her from the dates that are uh, on top of the mat that are almost ready, but not quite ready. They're almost ready to be picked. They still need the tree a little bit, but they're almost ready. They're on top of the mat. The mats are there ready uh, for them to be picked or the ones that fall off will fall onto the mat by itself. But the point is that these are only giving them from karka and not from metalton. And that's the halacha, that ksuba's been indifferent and the ksuba's been nokfun that we're going to talk about in the next few mishnayas, that those are automatically part of the ksuba, whether you wrote it or you didn't write it, those are matter of part of ksuba, only collect from karka, not from metalton. Whereas a regular rushim and a Torah collects from, uh, from a, a son, collects everything from his, uh, from his father when his father dies. All right, we'll pick it up here tomorrow, Mitzvah Shem. Have a good day, everybody. Good.